This podcast was recorded before the global pandemic. While the world looks a lot different today, we believe this content remains valuable for helping organizations move forward and emerge stronger. Big data is a big deal. For tech and media companies, it's opening doors to new ways of doing business. I'm Mary Hayes Weir, and today on the Workday Podcasts, we're talking about how tech and media companies can gain insights from their vast amounts of data if they take the right steps to access it. I'm joined by Eric Noren, Managing Director of Communications, Media, and Technology at Accenture. Hi, Eric. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mary. Good to be here. So tell us about your background at Accenture and what you focus on for the tech and media industries. So I'm in our communications media technology industry group, and I'm based in New York. I've been with the company 15 years. It's been a, a very interesting 15 years. And uh, I focus on finance transformation, and I lead our CFO and enterprise value consulting practice. And so I work with uh, companies in media technology and software and platforms in their journeys to improve their finance operations. Okay. Sounds awesome. Well, let's dive right in. What are some of the biggest opportunities for CFOs in the Office of Finance to get insights from data? Well, it's an interesting question. The role of the CFO has changed quite a bit in the past couple of years. Um, it starts with the, the primary role of running the finance function, but also how data is used to drive enterprise value. So the role of the CFO is not only using the data, but investing in the technologies that allow the entire enterprise to use it. Do you feel like most CFOs are ad adapting to that pretty well? Yeah, they're changing and they're creating the very technologies that other industries are using. We're seeing cloud, analytics, artificial intelligence come together and how you use big data to drive decision making. And, you know, it's focused on the customer, but it can also be focused on creating products and services that are new and innovative. That's really what's defining the next generation of growth in, in the companies. So um, any interesting examples that you've seen of how companies are using big data for revenue growth? If we think of an airplane or any kind of thing that's being built, it's sensors and IoT, Internet of Things, right, that is creating information that's allowing the designers to be able to deliver this aircraft or this part and see it in a much more profound real-time way to understand when there are maintenance opportunities or other windows to make the product better and, and more suitable for its mission. Do you see more and more CFOs have to think about how artificial intelligence plays into that? I think there, it's, it's certainly on, on the new side of things in finance. Yeah. And within the finance function itself, artificial intelligence can you know, check and support the accountants and the folks in the organization to be able to see things that a human eye might not see. It can, it can operate 24-7, and it can look for patterns and challenges that, that can make the process more efficient. CFOs are seeing artificial intelligence can be applied in the front line of the organization. In telecoms, we're using artificial intelligence in the customer care process to look at the patterns of how the customers are interacting on a website or on their cell phones so that there's more predictability of potential customer churn and issues that could be addressed through more cost-effective means and artificial intelligence. And so it becomes an investment that's driving cost reduction. Let's talk about both tech and media companies, starting with tech companies. Any particular challenges in terms of operations efficiencies or growth that you see them using data in particular for in that industry itself? And the same with media, if there's anything that stands out. In terms of challenges, there's so much data out there. Mm -hmm. right? Let's just talk about big data. Big data could be unstructured from photographs and financial data, which is very structured. The challenge for all organizations is to how to take all these different types of data sets and consolidate them efficiently 
into something that could be used in real time. Mm -hmm. We see in our research that more and more that the organization is looking to the office of the CFO to, to do reporting and analysis to drive the insights. It's like 62% increase in those analyses. When it comes down to looking at the time it takes to gather data versus using it, everyone's shifting from spending the majority of their time gathering and consolidating data to just using it. And so we want to get to the point where the best companies are only spending 10% of their time using data and 90% of their time actually analyzing it. How do you structure it in terms of mm -hmm. how financial data and operational data can be used together in an efficient way? And that's the challenge, getting those two together? It is, because you know the ways in which operational data, sales data, or other kind of things are, are defined may not necessarily have the same definitions as, say, the financial data is. And as a business is changing the definition of products and services or channels or partners, that's constantly changing. And so to get those definitions constantly updated requires an investment in enterprise data architecture as well as master data management. So what about giving people access to that data? Is that a challenge as well in terms of who can access it? How do you get it into a format that people can make decisions? And, and how do you see organizations solving that problem? I think it's that's when it starts to come down to what is the right data for the right person to do their job to be able to make the right decision. A lot of it is just down to understanding the metrics that really matter to an organization and then who is doing that analysis to be able to serve that to the executive audience. I think that's just a, a definition of the right roles and then aligning that to the, to the data that supports their job and their function. Say you're a CFO at a, a tech or media company and you want to better understand how you can use your data. What conversation would you start having with a CIO and who's likely going to have the, the overarching access to it? Conversation with CFO, CIO is going to be about enablement. CFO is driving a business outcome, ultimately saying we have to make an investment not only in the capabilities, but the CIO needs to put that application or that system in the environment so that everyone can use it at, at the right time. So it's a, it's a matter of balancing the timing of the change to the organization. Sometimes the definition of data is going to change when we're deploying a new system. The, the way it's used is going to be different. And that's where the conversation is about making the deployments fit the business need at the right time. With a CFO tending to be very cost conscious, is getting access to data and using it, I imagine, is not something that's inexpensive to do. So what is the justification from that from a budgeting and financial standpoint? Access to data or just spending money on data is a part of running the function. So it's just a critical element of it. You know, just like we say that uh, the, we need to store you know, critical books and records. And it's that point between investing in the core capabilities and then which ones are strategic, right? And which ones are allowing data to be used in a more differentiated way. So, so for example, a media companies have just an enormous spend going on in content. A lot of content's being produced. And so how can the media companies know what their viewers are watching? How can they now say, well, my viewers are watching content at a certain time. How can I align that to my content investment strategy? And why should I be paying a premium for contract content that they're not watching at the right time? All that's tied into using data at the right time. Now, that could have a big impact on our investment decisions. So using data wisely could, could actually yield a, a prudent investment decision that can more than pay for the cost of a data warehouse and all those kind of capabilities. And conversely, if they're not investing in those capabilities, then they're not doing really data-driven decisions. 
right? They're, they're just doing it more from things that they see in the past that have worked and not necessarily exploring new ways and more data-driven ways to, to make decisions. Do you see most major media companies digging into their data and understanding what consumers are watching? Yes. And How do they do that? <laughs> well, we call it viewership analytics and understanding when is certain content viewed at what time and understanding what's, what content is being streamed and then by genre, looking at trends and patterns of all that content. So it really is a an analysis for, for the consumption of the, the content, what's being used where, what's working, or what needs to be marketed more. But then also a lot of this stuff will be data of consumption that will tie into decisions that will be made about how do I license that content? How do I know what I should pay for that content going forward? How do we know that we should really pay or, or invest in season three? How much should we pay for it? And all that's based on data and the, the kind of reach that the content is making. So Netflix, for example, started out the whole idea of personalization. I think they were the first media company to do it, recommending content we think right. you might like. Do you see more media companies looking at that personalization opportunity, and do they, they have the structure to be able to do that? The media world continues to evolve and grow. Amazon is both a, an e-commerce platform, but it's also now in its own right a media company and, and, and going you know, more and more into into content. So it has hyper-personalized experiences. When you go into Amazon.com, you have the same experience when you go into Amazon Video or Amazon Music, and all that will just be the next generation of media companies or what's it like when you go in there and what are those recommendations like? You know, some of the folks want those recommendation engines guiding them to the yeah. new things. And some just want the access to the content at the right time. So they're using it to create these customer experiences all within a digital native way, which means it's really easy to use. It's easy to get. It's all on a cell phone. And every time that content is being served up, there's analysis that could be used to learn mm -hmm. what's the next way we should be presenting content, what's working, what's not. How do we continue to invest in what's working and minimize the things that aren't working as well? So let's get back to that question of unstructured and structured data. Is the challenge getting them both together to make the best decisions or get the greatest insights? How do you see organizations managing that? Well, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, an example of unstructured data would be if you're a media company that has a retail outlet. How do you look at the number of, of people going in and out of a door or parking lots? Or in some cases, we're looking at surveillance video. And so how can you take that? and say, well, okay, well, what's going on with the activity in the retail store? Mm. If you have 50 different retail stores all selling the same products with the same offers, is there a comparable trending of, of movement in the retail store? So we can look at the movement of foot traffic based on retail experiences, right? So then how do you can kind of judge the what's that experience and see if it's comparable across stores and then marrying it up to store revenues and costs. So putting that together is just really just down to that overall business review, saying, okay, we've got trends from multiple places. This is all ties into the whole thing about the business performance. How do you present that? Is that a dashboard? Is it, is it a picture? We're seeing dashboard and more graphical representations of the trends to be able to get signals about, hmm, this is good and this is something that we need to pay attention to. And so Having a trend line of people going into a store and sales are two different trend lines. They're based on different data sets, but they're showing the same direction. Let's talk about technology companies for a moment. One would assume that since they're technology companies, they're more savvy about data than other companies. Would you say that's true? Um, I'd say it depends on the technology company. Technology companies have an engineering philosophy or a culture, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of them. So they know about the inherent applications of data and technology. They sometimes... Um, 
do things because they can engineer it. And so that they make their own things and they have multiple uh, applications or databases. So it's hard to sometimes pull it all together. So let's talk about data from a competitive advantage. What are some examples of how you see media and technology companies using data to get ahead and beat out the competition? Well, I think, I think it's just down to that customer approach. How do you identify a product or a service or an offer that really reaches them better than the competitor? How do you create that stickiness with the customer that's informed by their behaviors and tailored to them best? So let's talk about the future. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give tech and media CFOs that are looking to make the most of data in the next 12 months? The key thing here is about competencies with data. When we talk about data as an asset, how do you invest in it uh, as an organization? We talked about the CFO being a digital steward and investing in things. Like, where does data sit? Let's put it in a place that's cloud-based and easy to use. But then there's investments in the talent different skills and capabilities. Uh, Data science is a capability that we're seeing more and more integrated with the office of the CFO. Organizations are moving away from, you know, finance doing just the accounting, but finance and accounting are also working with data scientists and IT to look at things together for whatever the objective might be. Data science is really about you know, looking at those opportunities to, to explore if it's growth and what's driving the growth. How do you know your customer and what they want into such a level that you're able to manage and measure that going forward? You know, we have a lot of tech companies that are, are looking at how they can have a customer experience that actually becomes now part of their valuation to the market. You mm-hmm. know, they're now seeing that enterprise values increasing because they've got a high percentage of recurring revenues based on subscriptions or usage. And that's really driving their valuation versus other technology companies that are more contract-based. The world of the future is all going to be about Mm -hmm. experience with your customer, getting that recurring revenue. If you were a CFO and you're building a more data-oriented organization, what sort of talent would you be looking for? There's three different things. There's data science. Another part of that is data architecture. How do we have people in the organization who can take data and structure it in a consistent way across the organization and then drive the capabilities so that financial and operational data can be consolidated in an efficient way? So those two. And then I think in finance, it's really about the skills to be a service-oriented organization. Their customers are the business units. Their customers Mm -hmm. are sales and marketing. How can the finance organization be using data and analytical skills to be able to say, how can we grow? How can we get to this objective? The three of those combined into an organization is uh, very powerful. Sounds like there's a lot of opportunity in the future. Mm -hmm. Certainly is. Well, I think that's it for today. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. That was Eric Norin, Managing Director of Communications, Media and Technology Accenture. And thank you for listening to the Workday Podcast.